podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome to The Whistleblowers. Uh, I am your host, co-host. How do we do it? Co-host. Co-host Mark Smith, and I'm with other co-host Martin Martin. Gritton. Hi, how are you? Did you say your name then? I did. I thought you... I was going to introduce you. I thought you were going to leave a pause. We've still got work to do. I'm sorry. We can try it again, but maybe next week. No, we won't Um, How are you doing, Martin? I'm good. I'm very good, thanks. I've seen uh, far too much of you recently, and now this yeah. seems as though it's more intimate with just the two of us. Yeah, there is no, there is no third guest, or third wheel, third as wheel. I like to Always. call it. Yeah, I mean... That's what we call them. Yeah. I mean, this this bicycle is absolutely fine, just the two of us, I think. Yeah. The third wheel is just a sort of tricycle. And who has them? Tri. Kids. Put the tri and trike, don't yeah. they? The people that turn up, yeah. they, they really do. Uh, having said I that, guess. please do come back on the show <laughs> if any of the normal guests are listening. I guess. We do need you at some Considering point. Considering you are probably our only pe- listeners, so uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. It's good, to, it's good to speak directly to you. Yeah, uh, so it is just us two uh, this week, um, but don't let that put you off because we've got a lot to talk about this week. I think um, we do. Obviously, massive stories all around the league. Um, the Leicester City one is something that I don't think we're going to go into too deeply because it feels like more than a football story and I don't think we're really qualified to add anything no. that hasn't already been touched on. No, you're right. Uh, absolutely nothing to add uh, apart from desperately sad. Uh, but yeah. it, it, great to see the response of the club and football in general right yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear more about that, I mean, go to people that are, are better at that than us, not I Dan Rohn. Yeah. Probably not him. Okay, but, um, maybe cut that bit out as yeah, well. That's fine. Um, <laughs> So, uh, well, sorry, go on, Mike. No, no, I was just going to say, so last time I saw you, Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium, but Sunday. not for football. Yeah, yes. it was for NFL. Yeah. Um, all right, well, first of all, here's, here's a question. Uh, I'd like you to compare the match-going experience at Wembley for NFL compared to compared to football. Well, you're probably what did be- you make of it? You're a better place to, to do the comparison in terms of football, because I don't, I don't go there as much... Mm. Uh, I, I think that the experience for the NFL was in- incredible in terms of the way that you go up to the ground, everything is very simple. It's very la- laid out in front of you, wh- which area you're going into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's the most efficient way to get there or not, for uh, pe- personally, because obviously I was redirected around the houses to, for my ticket. But in terms of wh- how the actual ground is set up, yeah. the uh, the way that it's visualised, the branding... The, I, I find it an incredible thing that they come to town and manage to put on all that level of branding. It's a serious level of branding. Every single isn't it? game, because every game has yeah. to be the home game. Of and the... from from the train station to the to the stadium, whichever train station you go from, is is like yeah. what five up to fifteen minute walk, yeah. and you're never out of sight of specific game branding for this one thing. It's mental. And then you've got all the sort of extracurricular stuff around the ground. You've got the the people throwing NFL footballs or whatever, and and these. Sort of fun stuff for the kids. Activations, th- we call them in the in the business. Activations, uh, activations, yeah. Oh god, brand activate. Oh, it really is yeah. brand activations, etc. You know, basically <laughs> anyone that's because the amount of money it takes to put those things on. Yeah. To be fair, the one thing about the American kind of football or the American system of sports is the fact that the sponsorship and everything. You never see sponsors on shirts. No. You know, it's always up as part of the ground. So yeah. Budweiser is the only beer you can drink from the main sellers. The, yeah. You know. Yeah. All of this, the the merchandise is starter caps and etc. You know, it's the same. It's the consistent branding throughout. Yeah. Well, we, we we as British football fans sort of take the mick out of America for its over branding. But actually, you're right. We we've got we've got brands on the shirts. Like a lot of Americans think that you know Samsung have got a football team. Yeah. Right. They think that's the name of the the club or the Angry sponsor of the club. Birds on the sleeves. <laughs> yeah. Right. And... But I mean. 
The other thing is, you, you think, oh, that's just because it's London, they're just putting a big thing on. But if you go to an NFL game in America, yeah. they have all those, for want of a better phrase, brand activations yeah. at every single home game. They, they don't muck about. So I think maybe there's something that, that football could take on from that, because well, for the football experience, you turn up, you have an undercooked, frankly dangerous hamburger, yeah. and then walk to the game and then the game is done, and it's not—it's not a long—it's not a long period of time from from getting there to the end. And perhaps more importantly, you can have a beer when you start watching the sport, and it doesn't seem to be yeah. uh, a, a problem. You know, it doesn't seem to be like it's everyone's. Because I think when you go to football, you some people that I've gone to football with would say, perhaps get you know try and cram a few pints in before the game, then yeah, cram that's why it's, that's why it's ridiculous. It's, yeah, exactly, and it's very counterproductive to actually enjoying the process because in America beer is considered you know it's cooking lager isn't it essentially yeah, so they don't yeah. you can you can have a couple of them and then uh, you know and it's not an issue but in England what are you going to say have a couple of them and what <laughs> nothing drive the school Thanks, bus so. back yeah, basically <laughs> I, um, I, but this is the thing if, if you can't handle your drink which is what is the problem people that can't handle it and get leery after a couple of pints yeah. then encouraging people to drink two or three before the game and then gun three pints in 15 minutes at the break is not going to help you. No. You're better off changing the culture of it and being like, all right, well, you know, I'd have a pint, I'd have a pint in the first half, pint in the second. Anyway, you the point could, is... Well, you could, well, the point being, you went to watch the game last night. Yeah, so, then, I, so I'd watched yeah. the NFL on Sunday, then I had the direct comparison of watching Spurs City at Wembley last night. Obviously, remnants of the previous day were on the pitch. And it was the, weird to see like Harry Kane. Yeah. Kane at the 50, at the 40, yeah. at the 30, Kane, 20. It was weird... It was. it was weird to watch that. It was weird to hear you say that. Just, yeah, such a convincing American accent. Yeah. But it, it was that thing of the pitch. You said to, before the, we started recording, the pitch, because of the sort of stud marks and the breaks in, in play on, on the, on what, 20 yards either side of the yeah. pitch, the pitch looks so narrow mm. and worn out. And how can you expect to see good footballing teams try and take advantage of what is normally a great pitch in those conditions. It seemed to be, there was a couple of things that seemed to make that game just, it stunted it a little bit, you know, even just down to the fact that, you know, De Bruyne, there's a few other players weren't quite, he didn't didn't feel like they were playing the full strength teams, it felt like yeah. they were just ticking a box to get through the fixture. The benches looked great. The, uh, yeah. So strong, both benches. Well, this is it, and, and but I, I don't know, I think teams, and the way teams, it's almost like Klopp v Pep, Recently, everyone's a little bit more cautious. The, the cautious teams going into this is because there's so much more at stake. And maybe there was that, but there was certainly something else in the game. And the fact you also said that, you know, having 50,000 in a stadium and not being enough to yeah. feel like it's, it just feels like a bit of an under... Like an like, exhibition game. Yeah, and being at the NFL the day before when it's absolutely packed to the rafters, yeah. might not be an atmosphere and it's a very different crowd, but at the same time, there's something more about it was putting on a show. Well, it's glamorous. Yeah. It's so much more glamorous. Uh, the game last night, compared to the, the game before, the NFL game, it felt like a six-form production of a sporting event compared to, yeah. you know, Broadway or whatever. Yeah. And it was just, it was really bizarre to watch and people weren't particularly into it. You had a lot of game stoppages. By the way, game stoppages, if you did the NFL thing of stopping the clock whenever it goes out of play and you get actual 90 minutes of football, you would eradicate all of that nonsense that you saw last night. A lot of time wasting last night yeah, from quite early on. City scored early. And actually did the, you know, the professional thing, if you like, of just grinding the game away without playing well. Yeah, they killed uh, it. They yeah. did kill it, yeah. And they, they should have probably have gone and scored a couple more as well. And then Lamella has that chance at the end, which maybe due to the pitch, yes. I don't know, hit that bobble and misses. But the game in general just felt very disjointed. It felt like a terrible advert for 
top level Premier League football. Yeah, marquee fixture the weekend. Ridiculous. It should be, and yeah, it was disjointed for that. I don't quite know how that got arranged. I don't know if Wembley get to make the call on that or not, but it was, yeah. Well, we can move on from that because there's just plenty of other great football this weekend. And I think um, almost as if that'll get glossed over because it was as a result that you might have expected going into it, just with the, the form that City are in and the way that, you know, Spurs have rolled over a couple of times. Yeah, but I mean, uh, but, but but City have gone. I mean, when Liverpool went to Spurs, Liverpool played pretty well, probably one of their best performances of the year, and they have not played that well this year, and yet they're they're right there at the top. Played pretty well and and just rolled over Spurs so easily. But that was on a great pitch, and this is the difference. City have gone there in adverse conditions and, and still ground out a good result against a top side. Uh, just talking on Spurs, there, Deli Ali saying you contract till twenty twenty four. I couldn't I was staggered 48 goals thanks Mark for doing that we'll, we'll put that on the uh, uh, I'll do my Deli Alley uh, thing the, when he does the Frank Spencer is it or I don't know what it's called um, thing with his fingers he scored 48 in 153 games has That's he? Like 48 in 153 in three competitive from the field. games yeah it's insane wow I didn't realise that it's mad isn't it um I'm fairly sure that was him. Uh, Kane, <laughs> Winks, Son, Lamella, mm-hmm. um, all new contracts. So, I mean, Spurs are in good shape off the pitch. Uh, a friend of the show, uh, Jack Pitbrook, wrote a killer piece on yeah. um, the fact that they're going to go to another 240-odd million in debt, yeah. um, which I was for the staggered state, for the by. Stadium. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's I think he's doing a follow-up piece on that this week because it's I was very interested to see how that goes because you you heard all the state the you know the stories and, this, and this, our sister show the Spurs show will probably go into more depth on this but just the the goings on around that ground mm-hmm. and what came from being a very well run uh, economically sound decision to now being a bit of a farce. Well, yeah, I think it's a bit of a laughing stock, and and for. All those Spurs season ticket holders who forked out an extra fifty percent on top of their normal ticket. With the, Is that what it was? Yeah, for a lot of people, for the promise of going to a brand new stadium, and for Levy now to say, oh, "Actually, guys, oh. it's going to be 2019." And you know what? It says 2019. That doesn't necessarily mean January 2019. No, I think you could be looking at March, April. I mean, all bets are off for me in terms of this new stadium. I know, and it's not a. The funny thing is, it's not really surprising in terms of construction uh, for something of that size in these, this country. Whereas it's going to take a while, Arsenal, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. From all the stories that we hear. Anyway, let's move on from that one. But uh, a very interesting comparison between the NFL and the Barclays at, mm. uh, at Wembley, and and NFL comes out on top there purely because of the hangover of of the same sport. And our hangovers, perhaps yeah, the fact that we, true. you know, don't really want to go back there. Um, <laughs> Well, let's move on to uh, another interesting one. United, uh, United Evan was a fascinating one, wasn't it? It's um, Pog, the Pogba show, up to a certain extent again. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to think. He's run up. I, I mean, I don't want to make it about these sort of nonsensical moments, but you feel very much like uh, a dad when you moan about Pogba's sort of stuff. Right? You I feel do. like, oh, I'm not Jeremy Clark. Not his dad, just David like angry talk. dad. Yeah, because <laughs> exactly. I can never be his dad. You do not want to be. <laughs> in the same boat as Graham Sunas at any point when it comes oh, to Pogba. God. And you feel like that if you start criticising him. However, there is valid criticisms to make about Pogba. Um, but on, on Sunday, we saw the best and worst of him. Yeah, and yeah. I think, I think you, you pay your money to see the brilliant side of him. And I think you have to take on the chin the other side of it. Yeah, And uh, I think people, will, people probably would, on balance, take that. I think that he responds well to the people around him. I think mm. Rashford and Martial 
do bring a lot of good out in him. Definitely. You know, I think there's a Lukaku, but I think also let's take a bit of pressure off Lukaku because he's a young guy that has an extraordinary amount of pressure on him and people want to yeah. criticise him for not being the finished article. So I read an amazing piece on Andy Cole uh, chatting uh, this weekend on the, in the Guardian on Saturday to McCray. I, his first name, but brilliant journalist who did an in-depth piece with Andy Cole when he, you know, there was a man that in his pomp was just irresistible, mm. but he missed a lot of chances and the criticism he got levelled yeah. at him and you kind of feel, yeah. Lukaku, you don't want him to go down the same route because the guy's a phenomenal, when Belgium at the World Cup were just, he was imperious. He's terrifying. Also, he, he's young, but he's played a lot of football. He's been playing first-team football since he was 16 and he's scored an insane amount of goals. You can put him up there with Messi and Ronaldo at that age. He scored so many goals. He's always been a player that is streaky. He'll go nine games without a goal, then yeah. score seven on the bounce. And it's one of those things where now he's at United, a bigger club. It just gets magnified. That's all it is. Yeah. And then the more, he's 23, 24, 25, whatever he is. He's still a young guy. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure on him because he's at United. If this was at Everton still, or even you know maybe, maybe a, a notch above that, let's say, um, let's say Spurs, he still wouldn't be under the same pressure he's at at United because there's just that thing about United's strikers. Yeah, right. I think I think he is. I think he's excellent. I think he's an excellent striker, and I think he's great foil for the club when he's not even scoring. Um, didn't start on Sunday. Um, did he come on? Uh, I can't remember. I didn't watch the game. I just saw the highlights. Right. I didn't see him in the highlights. But I, I, the, the one thing I'd say that he's never he's never taken the easy route. He's ne- he's gone about it. His business. He's got West Brom, Everton. Yeah. He's always taken on the. He challenges. was wanted to play as well. He could yeah. sit on the bench at Chelsea. Uh, he never did nothing it. Nothing respect from so. But I like seeing Rashford. Rashford needs a run. And Absolutely. this is a perfect thing. Imagine Lukaku coming back at you in December. When he's uh, had when two charged. weeks off. Oh, God. I mean, that's the thing. So Man United could be in good shape by then. I think so. And uh, by the way, did you see uh, the, the uh, Pogba video from today of him? Uh, is this what, what platform is this on, This Mark? is uh, on one of the socials. I've got a Instagram. Job. I don't check Instagram during the day. Well, he was uh, the <laughs> video of him taking like 39 steps to get into his car. <laughs> And it's great, and he's just like taking these, exactly like the penalty. He actually did it. Yeah, yeah. He's such a weapon, isn't he? I but love him. I love, I love him. Yeah, it is the Pogba show. But the worst thing is he steps, and it's this bloody Rolls Royce wraith that he's stepping into, and you go, "Oh man, yeah, All you right. are loaded, aren't you?" It's probably it's probably not that fun to drive. Um, <laughs> Chelsea. I, I oh, well, hang on. Sorry, before we go, he's also got a smart car next to it. Maybe that's where he puts his boots in. And he just kind <laughs> of they drive themselves to the thing. I don't know. Put sorry, go on, Martin. Nonsensical like that. Um, Chelsea, I just want to kind of go into them a little bit because it, there's a they've got their midfielder that's kind of made an impact this season in a in a lovely way. Um, so Barkley this uh, season has been irresistible. Yeah. Um, what's what do you make of that? Do you make it because everyone seems to want Barkley to do well, which is like an overwhelming sentiment not just about by the way he's played but everyone's like going oh yeah he studied Sarri before he came mm. in he's coming in he's, he's he's shaking off the thing With, you know the guys he's playing alongside the decent players are bringing the best out of him no hazard on Saturday which some people would say well it'd be harder to play without him but actually it probably gives him more of the ball and you know he impressed I got, I'm got. i a big Barkley fan just because I think you know I like watching young players like that that have come through and worked really hard but at the same time is it a bit uh, hyperbolic uh, is that uh... oh yeah definitely I mean he's done it for five weeks yeah. um, we know the ability he's got because we've seen it over this five weeks and we've seen it in sort of five six week bursts before it's all about consistency isn't it with him and it's all about getting that run in the team and maybe he's a player who benefits from having a lot of competition in his position like at Everton he didn't really have that no but here you're looking at the best sort of 
strength and depth of centre midfield in the entire league. Oh god, yeah. because Fab- Fabregas, not even... Fabregas doesn't get a look in. Drinkwater, who was in England squad a year ago, doesn't get a look in. So he's going up against Kante, Kovacic, Jorginho. These are world class centre midfielders that he's yep. having to play with every day to try and better in training. And I think probably he's not in that starting lineup when everyone's fit. But when he gets a chance. He is really pulling it out of the bag yeah, every yeah. time he gets on the pitch. And I, I'm, I'm pleased from an England point of view, I'm pleased, because I thought there was a risk that going to Chelsea might mean that he drops out of contention for England altogether. But actually, he's really... Yeah, that, that he's obviously it. got, his, got his, his mind right. Not that it, was, it wasn't right before. And also, he's left Liverpool, which is maybe a good thing, because you know, he had a few problems yeah. in the city, and it was a bit of an issue, and he's got away from it all. And... Yeah, well, fair play to him. He's, he's taken it on. He's really taken that responsibility on and, and moved on. And hopefully, he can continue. But you're right; it is hyperbolic. It's been five weeks. Yeah. Uh, well, four 0 Chelsea, Burnley, poor Burnley again. Probably mm. nothing to say about them at the minute, apart from the fact that all the good grace, all the hard work they've done, maybe the European distraction at the beginning of the season has actually been an extra kick in the nuts for them. This yeah, year. yeah, yeah. So I feel sorry for some of those. Careful players. what you wish for, isn't it? Correct. Correct. Um, let's have a look at so Bournemouth is a Bournemouth. Bournemouth. The juggernaut rolls on. Ah, just it's something else. I mean, it's what is that? They're uh, or oh, they're up to sixth. Are they sixth place? Yeah, they're up to sixth. They've got goals for nineteen. This is I find interesting. Like they've got such a strong goal difference because you would expect them to just keep it tight at the back, which is what they do well. But they've actually put, you know, they, they, they score, score goals. They score one less than Liverpool. You know, have they? Yeah. So look, we've got. Yeah, Liverpool on 20, goals four, Bournemouth on 19. So, pit, wow. Like, that's quite a terrifying start, you know, in terms of... And that, I think, who did they play without? They had they had Wilson on Saturday, but who's the... Josh yeah, King wasn't King playing. King wasn't playing. So, um, Fulham, a great time to play Fulham. I mean, they couldn't be... Yeah, they're uh, in trouble. Are they in trouble? Yeah, massively. Uh, but they've got that... Uh, they've shaped up to stay up because they put so much money into it and they've yeah. just not decided how to do it. And they haven't put enough balls they haven't put a bollocks on the pitch you know in terms no, of that's commitment right. in the matches where so you look at them and you think they could struggle particularly with the players that they brought in to be quite um i don't know they haven't set up to be defensive which mm. is all immediately a danger if you're if you're leaking goals at the back and they've leaked goals have they, you have you been relegated in your career do you know what i haven't but i've i've left have you been clubs. in have you been in i've been in scraps. environments where yeah and it's just you feel like you're never going to get it. But it's the same as when you're playing your form. You feel like, personally, you, when you're not scoring, you're never going to score. When you're scoring, you think you're the never going to miss. The goal looks massive. Yeah, but, yeah. but the, this, the sentiment around a club can sometimes linger the hangover, the kind of toxicity of places that stop port that just kept plummeting, plummeting. Grimsby had been through. We stabilised a bit, but that was a tough time. And then even Torquay, when they've gone back down and it felt like there's just this kind of real, uh, I don't know, there's a, mm. there's a sadness about the place. It, it's frustrating, um, but like uh, sometimes managers will just work you harder and you'll just keep ploughing yourself into the ground. And then there's, so you need some sort of reflection, but getting confident in anything, like, well, you know yourself, but stand-up comic, mm. going up when you're feeling good about a thing and everything's going your way, it's easy, great. Easy when, you're in a, when you're in a yeah. hole, how do you get yourself out? It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. But you have to wear it. Sometimes yeah, you, you have to wear it. But the reason I ask about your experience of relegation or relegation scraps is you said there about Fulham not having players on the pitch that you think have the balls to stomach yeah, this yeah. sort of fight. And when you're in a relegation scrap, is it a case of when you look out on your pitch and you're one nil down away at a rival, is that the moment where you go, 
I look at these, this player and that player, and I know we're fine because we've got him on our team. Yeah. Is that is that? Sometimes it's when it's the only time I could ever justify Lee Catamol being in the Premier League. Hundred, absolutely. <laughs> he was I'm thinking of when we talk about that. So you know, Sedwell plays at Bernard Fulham that are kind of, but people that you just go, I don't, I, I don't mind having him here. But Darren Fletcher, maybe the, the squeaky clean Catamol, someone that's just got yeah. this kind of. Uh, there's a lot of guys like him, you know, and a lot of them have come out of that kind of Man United furnace, you know, cleverly, even Absolutely. guys like that, they're like, I know how to put in a chef. Well, you read like Ryan it. Giggs' book or any of those guys, mm. and they always go, when you looked over and saw Roy Keane was on the pitch, you knew with Roy Keane, you were not going to lose this game. And so when they go 1-0 down, 2-0 down at Juve, where in the Champions League, they look at Roy Keane and they go, well, we'll be fine, because we've got Roy yeah. Keane. And before that, they had Brian Robson. Yeah. And it's that sort of thing, it's the Ferguson thing of bringing through players that can do that. Lee Catamore was a great example. Yeah. Not a great player, no, not gifted at all. You want him on your team. And whenever, whenever we played, whenever Derby played against him, you always thought, yeah, you know what? Like we would, we would kill for yeah. a player like that. Someone yeah. who just is. He feels like he is whatever team it is through and through. Yeah, that's <laughs> and right. you want him, and he he will, he will do anything to to get out of a relegation battle. Yeah, and he, that's who you want. Embodies that. I think one thing, one thing, Fulham have got. They've got time in their hands because we've seen this is what happens in the Premier League. Uh, the one team that is so cast adrift, and they're not even cast adrift, but they're they've got the same goal difference as Huddersfield. And no, sorry, they've conceded the same mm. um, as Huddersfield. Let me just check my uh, my numbers there. Yeah, goes for. Um, they're like minus. Have you written this table difference. up yourself? Remember? Yeah, this. No, I, I, I just straight in blood before we came out. <laughs> um, but Fulham, Newcastle, Huddersfield feel adrift, and that's before we get to Cardiff. I mean, all those those four teams feel so adrift. Southampton have not won a game in. What's that? They've scored a goal in They've five. Whole, yeah, no, no, that's right. I mean, and and I think they've got some good players. I think Southampton will, will be all right because they've got good players. I think they might need a new manager. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Uh, I, th- I feel like th- this weekend coming up, Fulham have got Huddersfield, which feels like massive. very much a six pointer. I mean, yeah. what are we? At October still? That'll and it's be a Monday night game, so uh, plan to go out and watch the cinema if you want to take a date. Then do it mm. on a Monday night at eight yeah. o'clock because <laughs> that will not be one for the purists. No. No, that's that's going to be pro- proper football. As well. Yeah, so if Fulham don't fancy it. They're not going to fancy it at Huddersfield on a freezing Monday well, It goes night. back to it again. I, I, I look at that Fulham team and I think that who in there would fancy that? I feel like Mitrovic is someone who, who gets stuck in and puts his body on the line. Yeah. Tim Ream, another one potentially. Yeah. But there's not there's not a team pack full of them. You feel like Huddersfield have got more of those sorts of players and that's why I'd favour them for that game. Yeah, no, definitely. And they need to do something, don't they? Very yeah. much so. Um Liverpool elsewhere, by the way. Yeah. I mean, we said last week that is an absolute gimme at home to Cardiff, but the Pepe way they Le, went about it. Pepe Le Pew, wasn't yeah. it? Just, just little, had a little jog on through it all and it just cantering like a, it their way like to an very, absolute abuse of yeah, Cardiff. Just, that could have been any score if they wanted to push on. Uh, Shakiri <laughs> looks like a real missing player for them, someone who has come in and filled in that void. If any one of the front three are injured, you're yeah. sorted. You're not a player. You've got a real genuine class player to come in. And, and it puts a rock up Sturridge because Sturridge probably felt safe about having that position, he says, yeah. but not really because no. he, he won't really play Sturridge as a central one. So like Firmino getting in and out, I mean, he's got a, an embarrassment of riches. The good thing about it is he's using them to full effect because the whole, I think the whole thing about the Man City-Liverpool draw the other week was so that they both maintain that that momentum they yep. both seem to kind of respect that I know that it came down to last minute yeah. but it's like kind of that momentum's there uh, they, were both, they were both cool with, with that yes. result really, it's, I it's, think. It, and as you know as coaches go they seem to you know have their stuff together on that I think um, but yeah Liverpool uh, looked 
you know, irresistible. Who have we got? Who have they got next coming up? Um, got, uh, Arsenal. So that's a that's a test for them. That'll is be it Arsenal this weekend. So next oh, Arsenal next as well. Third. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that will be a tasty one, actually. Yeah, Arsenal playing some great stuff, but then come up against Palace at the weekend, and all of a sudden you realise that they are fallible. Palace, Palace away good. can be a very tough place yeah. to go, and they've gone there and they've shown that all this hype about them, whatever it's seven on the bounce. They haven't played anybody. I felt sorry for Palace. I really did. Mm. You know, because Palace yeah. should have come out with that with more. And I'm not entirely sure about Granit Xhaka at left back. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <No>? anyone. <laughs> I think Zaha's eyes lit up when that happened. But uh, Yeah. And also, shout out for Milivojevic as well. Having missed a penalty last week. Yeah. Comes back and scores balls. two big ones. That takes yeah, some balls. balls. That's what we're talking about. Balls. Yeah. That's what we're all about on this show. He is a man of balls. We want, we're, all, all we want to talk about is men's balls on this. Can we change the name of the podcast, please? I think, I think we should, it's a good time to take a break. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's come back and speak about uh, the games to come after the break. The Whistleblowers is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale. The Whistleblowers Beer of the Month. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Uh, welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblowers podcast with me, Mark Smith, and of course... Martin Gritton. Oh, we're getting there, you see. <laughs> we are getting there. Superb. Seamless. Yeah, superb, timeless work. Smith and... Alas, Smith and um, Before we uh, move on to a preview of this weekend's games, uh, the final games from the past weekend to quickly go over... We can link in their games this weekend as well, can't Yeah, we can we? do it more professionally if you like. We're not amateurs. Aren't we? Uh, let's start with Brighton. We're paid like amateurs. We are, yeah. Start with Brighton, because they're away at Everton this weekend. Uh, Everton want to bounce back after that game at United. But Brighton, oh. yet again, how many times do we talk about Glenn Murray? Just, I, I can't stop talking about him. Yeah. Just personally, just the <laughs> anger, the, you know, not being able to be as good as him and him coming up from... Is that his 100th goal for Brighton? Yeah. I remember when he went there from Palace. Is that the 100th goal since he left Palace? No, that's two, he's had two he's spells. like two spells. Because I was yeah. just, I was like, I didn't have time to do a deeper dive on that. And I was yeah. like going, he can't ask. He's, he is he phenomenal. Is I love Glenn Murray. I do. I, you know, I say he it. is just someone who, he has squeezed every bit of his talent into football. And other and people's. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just fantastic. <laughs> I uh, edit that bit out as well. I think he's just... Uh, I just wish he was five years younger and then we could be like, well, there's another... There's a focal point if Kane gets injured for England. You go, well, he's a player that can do... He can do a lot of things. As a backup number nine for England, five years younger, yeah, Glenn Murray, why not? Who was the, who was the other one? Who was the other one? Uh, the other Southampton... Who was the Southampton striker that went to Liverpool that was in the England team? Danny... Kind of- no, the one that was, uh, I'm probably going to have to uh, speed this up or edit out as well. The one that was in the lower leagues, uh, do you know the one that c- came up with Southampton? Absolute mm-hmm. pirates, lower league. Oh, you're talking about uh, Lambert? Yes, Ricky, Ricky Lambert. Because Ricky Lambert, and they do, I know you're saying that there's like, he could have done a job for England. I don't think he could have. I think mm. England played the same. I think Vardy was under, I think was underused. I'd love to see more of Vardy for Definitely. the kind of way that they play. I think Glenn Murray suits being in an underdog's team because he just has that knack of being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I do, but I think he... Age is the reason he's not in the squad now. I think he would maybe get a shot at it. I also think he's a better footballer all round than Ricky Lambert. Big fan of Ricky Lambert as well, but I think yeah. Glenn Murray has something which is... The guy is a skillful player. Like you see, Every week he oh, comes he's... out with something and you go, hang on a second, yeah. like, why have we not seen this in the Premier League for years and years? Because yeah. he, he, he could have done a job... Every year of his professional career, I think. 
And people, the people I've talked to, they say he's been like this for a long time. It's not, he's not just improved in the last year. No. He's been excellent for a long time now. He, so it's great to see him getting, you know, potentially the last few years of his career, really milk it as much as you can, get as much Premier League experience as you can, and he's absolutely deserved this. Six and eight for him at the minute. Is it really, yeah. hundredth goal, what beautiful. Um, th- third consecutive 1-0 for Brighton, which is telling in itself, because the margins Brilliant. we're talking about, yeah. I mean, where, we, where are they sat in the league now? We've got Brighton at 11th. They were not in a good position. I mean, it was a Southampton mm. game where I saw them, they managed to claw themselves back to two each Two all, yeah. And I'm like, that, you know, they are not a, you know, they did not have a, a, an embarrassment of riches or anything, certainly going forward, that was creative enough. Because Murray, let's face it, is, he's not going to create his own goals for that team. No, no, no. He can create his own goals because he has the ability to, but getting those opportunities, that was their only shot on target during the game when they, yeah. they with their one shot against Wolves. And how crucial, is, how crucial is exactly. that? Compared to a team like Southampton who just cannot score goals. They don't have a Glenn Murray. Southampton actually do have some quite good forwards, but but they they just cannot, they don't have the team around them to create those chances. And having said that, we do also see Ings miss a couple of sitters this season, which you'd put your house on him scoring. But Brighton away at Everton this weekend, Everton... don't mind Everton either, though, at the minute. Yeah, I, I like Everton. United. I do as well. Marco Silva, I, I prefer his direction to the direction that club's gone in previously, I think. Yep. Uh, Gilfie Sigerson is, is like a new player for him. He's Richarlison managed, looks Richarlison's great. He's been great. Yeah. He's got he's got loads of bitty strikers where one could come through good. You know, he's got Calvert yeah. Lewin, he's got uh, Niassi, he's got Tossin. Um, Tossin. He's got lads that can contribute. Mm. So he's got, I think he's got the going into the winter, he's going to have a, a strong squad. And he's not in a bad shape. He's in, what, they're on 15 points. The Man United. Where are well, they in the league? They're two points behind Man United. The ninth. Bottom. Uh, they're ninth and Man United eighth uh, on two points behind them Watford next place on on 19 points so they're not bad I mean they're equal Wolves just out of Brighton and Leicester so to be in that area is where you would expect them to be yeah yeah but they can certainly because I wouldn't say they've played you know they were unlucky against United uh so and Pickford, I, I like Pickford. I, yes. I, you know, I think he's a great little goalkeeper. I love Pickford. Yeah, and that's not meaning to be patronising. I literally think he's a brilliant goalkeeper. But but also Marcus Silva's not, not been there long. This is it's a season where they want to consolidate and then build on for next season. I think this is a good start. I mean, you're right in saying that they're in the same bracket as Watford, and Watford have been tearing up trees this season. Oh, wow. They've been unbelievable. So so I mean, it's not they're not in a bad situation at all. Watford at the weekend. They took apart Huddersfield, really. Two wonderful goals from Delefeu and Pereira. Delefeu's just... He's yeah. back, I kind of sniffed that he would come back to some form because the guys in that team have been playing so well. You can imagine yeah. him chomping at the bit to Definitely. get back. Uh, and then some nominative determination with... Uh, with it's easy for me Isaac to say. Isaac's success. Isaac's success. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, he's instant, in there. Instant Isaac. So it was... His first goal for two years, was it? I don't know. Where's he been? Just chilling out, not scoring. Is he? Yeah. At, at Watford? Yeah. He's been at, he's been at Watford, yeah. So Isaac yes, has not has been at Watford all this time and I yeah. haven't known about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been keeping that under a bushel. I think he must have been he must have been injured or just sort of even just his name. I'd be, you know, peaked. He's My interest would be peaked. Yeah. Well Watford are away at Newcastle this weekend. Newcastle struggling. Oof. Struggling. Can't blame Benitez. No. Uh it's one of those things. I, I imagine Watford will go there, score early and just close that one out. They've got I, again, looking at, I know I've focused on like the goal differences because I find them quite interesting to look at since I've got the table in front of me for the first time in a long time. Um, they've only conceded eight goals, so they're in 19th position, Newcastle. Huddersfield have conceded 17. Yep. Fulham have conceded 17. They've only conceded eight. So the points that they've dropped have probably been 
just very tight matches. They've not got pummeled as much as the other teams have around no, them. That's right. And I think Rafa's always been able to do that. He's always been able to set up to be economical. Yes. Um, they've not been bad going forward as well. They, I mean, like they've scored... They've, well, actually, they have been. So they've scored, they've scored 14, but, I mean, the, the, making those wins tell and making those goals tell, I don't, don't think anyone's really emerged from him. And he's... They, I mean, what, Rondon, Hosselu, uh Perez. Perez. So, I mean, none of the, those guys... None of them have been fit for a sustained period of time, mm. um, but also just the general malaise of the rest of the team. I don't think I don't yeah, know, I mean, scales at the I back. Think if, I think if you take out um, Shelby, there's no real creative spark in that side. Uh, Lascelles, I think, is an excellence at the back. I think yeah. he's someone you could see at a higher level. But I, think I think that's a problem. I think that's why he's thought that as well. Yeah, and he's thinking, <laughs> let's just not get injured for the year and move on. Yeah, um, but yeah, he 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 looks. Despite their, their troubles, he's looked solid. And last year, Lascelles was, I think, one of the best centre-backs in the league. Yeah, he was. Um, and it's not his fault, nor is it Rafa's, that they've not strengthened around him, Shelby, and a no. couple of others. Um, so, you know, diff- difficult to judge Newcastle. I think it's very frustrating for them at the moment. And uh, sadly for them, I do see Watford taking that one quite comfortably. Yeah, I'd see Watford just... I can imagine them going from strength to strength now, really, because there's a few players there that, um, that have still got a bit of, bit of life in them that haven't really kind of come through you know you got you got Dini on the bench who's the other lad that um that they that they signed from Andre Gray Burnley, Andre Gray yeah. Andre Gray's flirted with a bit of the kind of uh, the expectation that you would might have put on them when they signed him and then he did nothing for ages yeah, but yeah. he's kind of you know he's, he's got that life about him I think he's got a lot of ability yeah he has yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a superb athlete he's incredibly quick he off the quick. first five six yards and he's a good finisher and I think I think when he's fit and firing when they decide to play the two of them Dini and him they do look like a handful. Mm. Um, however, at the minute, they've found this other formation where they're getting more creative players in there at the same time, Pereira, Hughes, Delefeu. Uh, I don't think they can play those three plus the two strikers. So it's, you know, yeah. it, it depends on that. I mean, he's cleverly getting a look in at the moment. He's injured. I think he's still, he's still injured. coming back. He had right, a pretty okay. serious one, but um, I'm sure he'll be coming back soon. Um, let's... The other game's coming up. I mean, Man City, Southampton. Like you see Southampton going back in, but you can go backwards here because if yeah. City beat them and then what Cardiff and Fulham, someone gets a win around them, then they're suddenly dragged into the bottom four. Yeah, um, Hughes is under massive pressure there. I just, I just think with the squad that they've got, they should be achieving a lot more. Do you? I do. I think they're good players. I, I think I've got a slight blind spot for a few of them because I've got a uh, Lamina Hoiberg. I think. Um, I think going forward, those guys, I think Ings is a good striker, but yep. he's having his season back where it's like you need that one to blow the yeah, rust out. Absolutely. But you've got around, you've got Shane Long and you've got your man. Uh, Gabbiadini. Nah, yeah, we always keep forgetting about this other Charlie one. Austin. Charlie Austin. So they've got, but there isn't that kind of. I think losing Tadic was a big one. Yeah. Uh, Tadic for me last season, yeah, he wasn't consistent. He's never been consistent, but he, he has that ability to. To make something happen out of nothing, and, and you'd yeah. see, you know, the, the the odd game where he would out of nothing beat a man, score or put a ball in or whatever, and, and, and make something happen. And I feel like they've not really got that. Buffal scored that wonder goal last year, but you don't really see it. Buffal was yeah. is he even still there? I, I, do you know what? I was looking for him. I can't. I don't think. I don't think he's even there. I don't think he's there. That's why I'm missing. Google him. that. Keep talking because yeah. Buffal, yeah, the, not just the goal he scored, but he's. Phenomenal talent. Yeah, I mean, but again, but what's the point if he, if he does it once every five games? 
Well, what's the point if he's not even there? Because then, yeah, I mean, that, this is absolutely this is uh, really undermining uh, the show. At no, the he moment. plays for Celta Vigo, so right, okay. he's alone from Southampton. So he's been he's been missing all season. That he guy has been, and that Celta <laughs> vegan. Uh, but he's one of those guys that you think, well, you do sort of need someone who's got that spark, and maybe that's what they're missing. So they, they let Tadic and Buffal go, and maybe that's to their detriment. Um, Cardiff against Leicester, that game is going ahead this weekend. That was announced about two hours oh, ago. It? Yeah, that's going ahead, which uh, I think on balance probably is a good thing to try and get them just on the pitch, get the players yeah. focused again. You know what it's like, something terrible happens, you sort of want to get back to work and get, get moving again. And the relationship he seems to have had, the owner seems to have had with the players, yeah. seems to have been so good that they're all, they'll all be affected by this. Um, in terms of the game itself, I mean, I think it's fair to, is it fair to say I think Cardiff are gone? Yeah, well, I mean, but they're quite good at home. They get a good atmosphere going. I think it'll be, I don't think they'll, it would be classic Warnock to go, don't give them anything. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, almost yeah. just like a kind of, this isn't charity time. Shut this it is not, down. This is not a procession for them to no, come he's and absolutely have. right. He's absolutely yeah, no, right. he is, but that's why I think it's quite a good one. But I think it will be emotionally charged from Leicester's point of view. So it'd be, it, it'll be an interesting game. Uh, I, I be, it's, it's a tough one to call, but Leicester should have enough to beat them. Yeah, if, uh, from your experience, Martin, have you ever played a game after after some bad news or after something something life-affecting? <sighs> Do you know what? It's... Um, <sighs> Like I've been in a few situations where it's it's perhaps been around someone at the club that that was close to the club, but never, um, never anything. You know, uh, I've got. I'm racking. You've literally caught me off the back on the back of there because <laughs> if there is one and I've forgotten it, then um, I'm going to put it down to kind of PTSD yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. you know. Oh, so blind spot. Um, yeah, thanks for that, mate. But, well, um, but no, I, I can understand when I play teams that you know that there's mm. something on it. There's like you know some. Sp- some sad, sad things that have happened. And weirdly, things that you should never really expect to see in the public eye, like Billy Sharp and his, yeah. his children and, and various things that yeah, you just Harry like... Arter and, yeah. yeah, and yeah. you're like, that, that's, that's got no place in a football pitch. But the, for those guys to have to be able to, to go through that... Well, I remember, uh, I, remember for, I mean, not the same thing, but similar, um, having, you know, terrible news and then having to, a day or two later, go on and, from my point well, of view, make people laugh and, and do, a, do a gig... Yeah, but you've just got to do it. And I think actually it's very therapeutic in, and you can sort of switch off from that for a bit and move on to your job. So hopefully for Leicester, they can they can focus and maybe take their minds off it for a, yep. for a couple of hours. Yep, no, definitely. And, and, and to be honest, it's a rare thing when um, perhaps that galvanising moment of them winning the league and the relationships he had with individual players it was it was it was more surprising to see that outpouring of grief because it felt like a genuine one rather than uh, a tweet written by a oh, club oh this wasn't branded it yeah. wasn't this, was it? this was this was it was a real deal i mean you just had to hear casper schmeichel wow. the way he spoke about it and the way he wrote about it. it was it was this was this was a genuine relationship they had and it does feel like um it's sort of one of a kind, really. And yeah. I, hate, I hate using that expression. No, but, well, I tell you what, is, like without sounding crass, uh, David Squires, column in the Guardian, you're the guy, the cartoonist. His cartoon today I specifically. So you know that guy yeah. that sums it up better than most what that guy meant to the club. So, yeah, that's an important one. Uh, I, I, let's move on to another one of the games because a, a Chelsea Palace, a big London ding dong. Yeah, um, that's the Palace televised Sky fair. game on Sunday, isn't it? Is it? Do you know what? That'll be a cracker. Yeah, that'd be yeah. a cracker because Palace, the, the Chelsea. Um, I really like Sari. I like the way yep. that he sets up. I like the way he goes about trying to 
win games and, and do it in a positive manner. Definitely. I think the players are switching on to that. They, you know, they've really adapted. But Palace, Palace have got a bit of bite about them, and they, and and you know, Roy Hodgson is yep. you know he's a man that knows how to do. Definitely, know, and Zaha's back. Do the best he can with what he has. Zaha's back. They've had a good result against Arsenal. Should have got more. Um, and Chelsea have shown that if you go to Chelsea and play football against them properly, they are they can be exposed. I saw Bournemouth there earlier in the season, and. Bournemouth, who are having a great season, but they're not a top three or four team. They really look good. Do you know what? The Bournemouth are one of those teams though that I, at the minute, it's, you know, we look at them, they're sat in sixth. Uh, boy, they, yeah, they're literally, the you know, they, if they win and suppose they, you know, they could go into the top, top four or five, which is insane. Yeah, you know? but they are and playing United this weekend. That, that's the only kick on Saturday. But that's, but that's, well, let's, you know, let's talk about that because I think Bournemouth, are, you know, they've got it within their locker. It's at their place. Definitely. You know, I, I mean, let put it in context. I, whenever they talk about these teams at their lowest ebbs, that was when I played them. So Southampton, you know, it's a, uh, sorry, Swansea, you remember Swansea? It's went, a low ebb because they're playing you. Uh, I was just depressed. I'd like to think it's a coincidence. Oh, grits is in our city. But it's when we played Swansea and like Britain was playing in the midfield for them and everyone's like going, oh, he's come up through them. And I was like, I remember the game where we beat like Torquay beat him 2-1 at their mm-hmm. place in like League One and then, or it might be in League Two at the time. And they've come up through all these divisions and this, that and the other. Bournemouth was one where at Torquay, when I went back there, we beat them in the, we were in the conf, were we in the conference? Um, no, it must have been League Two. We were in League Two and we've got, like beat them in... Um, the cup, won the Carlin Cup with the Carabao Cup in the mid- midweeker and beat them on penalties and you're just like looking at them and they're like are we getting beat by Torquay in, <laughs> at this point and you see some of the faces you know because there's a lot of guys Brad Brain, a few other coaches that are still lingering around so the fact that they've kind of they are where they are now I find it quite there's a right smile on my face yeah, when I'm like going I remember when you know they were really hurting in the lower league so uh, <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure to what see bitter man you are I'd like to drag everyone down with me, Mark. Yeah, I like, I'd like. i love people to stand on my shoulders, but I don't think they'd get very high. So no, no. drag them down. No, any way to do it. But that <laughs> Bournemouth United game, I mean, that, that is set up for Bournemouth to take that one. It's a tight pitch. It's difficult there. They're, they're absolutely buzzing at the moment at Bournemouth. Hmm. And you just think, you know, that is a tough place to go at the minute. And, and you can see United dropping points there, which, which opens it up so much for five and six position. Yeah. Well, which leaves a nice void for, for the likes of Spurs, who are away at... Uh, Wolves this weekend. Yeah, uh, Wolves wheels falling off a little bit. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is classic Premier League when just as soon as you think that you know the stings out the tail, that's when you know they they, they might put in a performance. I think the Wolves home home crowd is such a uh, such a big advantage for those guys. So yeah, um, I think they'll be glad to get a team back to Molyneux and uh, to put them to the sword. We'll see how that pans out. Though they've got options, and he's he's shuffled his pack a little bit. Yeah, he bit. dropped Jota at the weekend. Yeah, brought in Traore. So there's 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 options there. For It'd him. be nice to see Spurs play on a football pitch as well. That'd be <laughs> it would. be interesting. To see Nicely him. brought back. So I think he brought it back, right back round to the start. What <laughs> are we watching any more sport this week, Mark? We are. Yeah, we're at Chelsea tomorrow. Chelsea Derby. My beloved Fantastic. Derby County, of course, and the Carabao Cup. Your mm, second beloved. Your, your your first beloved, uh, ready to um, well. Give birth to your, your child, Mark. So um, it's good to see you uh, uh, playing sport. So I was watching I'm not sport. playing, I'm just watching. Well, you I know, don't know what memo you just, got. I don't know what you told her, but you <laughs> managed to get out of the house to watch a lot of sport and you're packing in. So I'm yeah. very proud of you. I'm, I'm getting all the sport in before that, the yeah. child comes out. I clarified that. No, that's fine. Two weeks till the baby uh, arrives, I guess. Is Amazing. Hopefully, we're going oh to do that live on air. Uh, <laughs> with, with <surprise. laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually YouTube, we've got the rights. 
Have they? Have they? Well, we've got the broadcast rights, so yeah, we do an audio book of it. <laughs> uh, is that a thing? Um, anyway, yeah, so Derby, your beloved Derby at... We're at Chelsea, and we are in the fancy bit tomorrow, Grits. Lamp hard. Yeah, we are, we are, in, we are in what's called the Canaletto Lounge. Is that a dessert? Is that <laughs> an Italian be. dessert? But you've got to comb your hair and put a shirt on or something. You can't go like you are now, stripped to the waist. I'll, 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 I'll give a squirt of links under each arm. <laughs> it's going to be lovely. I mean, it's been a week of sport, live sport, and... We, Cap it off tomorrow perfectly. Um, be nice to see Lampard back at Chelsea, though. Yeah, well, uh, the return of the prodigal son. Yeah, I think it was. A, you know, it's one of those ones, isn't it? Chelsea fans said, as long as you don't come back and hurt them, mm. they were a bit better about. Well, Mourinho, interesting but... that Chelsea have allowed their two lone players, uh, Tamori and Mason Mount, to play in this game because obviously mm. they were, they're allowed to have refusal on that and say yeah, yeah, that no, always we... it always adds a bit of space. Yeah. It's nice of them to do it. it. I mean, it shows that they want their loanies to play well, but it also shows that it's they don't think muggy. they can beat us. Yeah, so I, I, the, I the we can beat them. Me, sorry. When I played for Chesterfield against uh, for Torquay against Chesterfield, John Sheridan said, "Oh, I can play for Torquay." So when I came on, I literally spent twenty minutes just smashing the centre house, <laughs> just out of just anger. I was going, "How dare he go? That I will, I don't mind if Graham oh, plays. Play don't mind in play <laughs> playing for as long as you want. Playing for one hundred twenty minutes don't matter." Um, thanks, John. What, a, what a kick in the nuts that is! <laughs> I know. But, Did you score? Uh, no, I did I ec, but it was just nice to come on. I had did you no prove him right then? Go, I had no intention of going back. Yeah, but, what's, you know, that's, I think my manager kind of saw it more in me to yeah. not start me. And you were led away in a police van. Right. <laughs> assaulting Same the back as four. usual. Yeah. Uh, uh, other games this weekend, what have we got? West Ham, Burnley, uh, Claret and Blue, Claret and Blue. Yeah, Claret and Blue on the pitch. And yeah. This is a game that, that should, I think, comfortably be a West Ham win. West Ham actually look pretty good I think they've got some yeah. good stuff that Yarmolenko's injured probably out for a while um, but yeah Burnley have really they've really struggled yeah and it's not been pretty they're a team that I think most people like they like they like how resourceful they've been they like how Sean Dyche operates and they like the fact that have they have a game plan they stick to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. When, why were you did you play Burnley Mechanics as a comic or something like that <laughs> no I've been to Burnley um, I've I, seen Derby I don't believe you Burnley. Why? You've been to Teff Moor? Yeah, more than and once. You, and you turned around and said, I think everyone likes Burnley. I didn't say everyone likes Burnley. Rewind the tape. <laughs> I think like... generally people in the Premier League, Premier League fans quite like them as a team because they have certain certain traits. That they're just an honest team. You, you, can, you can get stuck in with them and they'll <laughs> give it back and they won't roll around. No, they won't. And I, quite like that. and I think everyone, I don't think anyone can not appreciate what Sean Dyche has done there. All right, this season's been tough. But as you said earlier, they've had European distractions. And I think that the last two seasons have have, have cemented him as being an, an outstanding coach. And it's just, it was yeah. always going to catch up with him. It, it, it's impossible to maintain that level of performance yeah. when you have uh, such a hamstrung disadvantage with, with budget. No, it's true. I'm just... Uh, you, uh, so wind it in. All right, mate. Wind it in, Grits. Uh, well, we'll see. I think well, hopefully it's just a bit of a lag for those guys because I wouldn't like to see them go down or get threatened to go down. But well, um, why? Why did it want them to go down? Because uh, I think there's more deserving. Because you them. quite like them. Because um, you quite like them. Point proven. There's teams I like. No further questions. You're fewer. I teams I like fewer. Than who do you? Who do you? <laughs> all right. Which team do you hate the most in this division? Uh, well, it's hard to look past Mike Ashley, and I won't. <laughs> just because, just because he's whole get up and he's, the way he goes about himself. So hopefully, I never need to get a zero contract hours job in Sports Direct. But I won't yeah. rule it out. Um, listen, mate. I think I think people have been uh, inflicted. We've inflicted ourselves enough on people uh, for yeah, the roundup. So uh, hopefully, we'll speak to you again. And we are back next week.
Yes, we're back next week. Yeah, so back next week with um, no more Wembley chat, but um, certainly a slice of Premier League action. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot to look forward to. I'm looking forward to this weekend, as I am every weekend, to be honest. But you know what I'm most looking forward to? What? Candeletto Lounge tomorrow night. Can't wait. Yeah. That was a whistleblower's. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network.